Hello, and welcome to the Marotska Method. I am your host, Adrian Jezik. We are back, baby. We are back with guests and stories and tales of healing through natural modalities. And I'm excited to share with you my guest today. Her name is Elise Free. And it was pretty incredible how Elise and I met. She just kind of called out of the blue one day and I happened to be the one answering the phone and managing things. And I'm like, you know what? This lady is rad. And it was even cooler because we had this super great conversation. We talked about the cold. We talked about the Morozko method. We talked about retreats and healing and our own journeys. And I had all these notes written up. And I typed up this really incredible email to send to Elise. And I never sent it. And it was a few weeks later. And she reached back out. She's like, hey. I never got that email. I'm like, what? I typed it up. I know I did. And sure enough, there it was, just sitting in my drafts, waiting for Elise. And so she reached back out, thank goodness, because I just assume if you don't reply to me that you've heard enough <laughs> and you don't want any more. Uh, so I'm not big on the uh, following up on the follow-ups. And Elise did, and I'm grateful that she did. So here she is today with me in person in Austin to record this podcast. Elise, welcome to the Morotsko Method. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Will you share with our audience how we met? Oh, we met. What brought you, what brought you to that phone call? Yeah, so I was calling to inquire about a ice bath, yours in particular. I had not done showers. I had not done any plunges in the wild, but I knew that it was calling me. It was calling me. I couldn't get away from it. I would hear people talk about it. It, ac it actually started, I do this um, 5 a.m. Zoom meditations, and one of the participants, all I see is their picture. It's 5 a.m. Nobody's putting their camera on at 5 a.m. And one of the pictures is a gentleman, David, and he is in an ice bath. That's his picture. And I would every morning look at it. And I think back, I think that was, I would always like, what is he in? First I was like, what is that? Wait, relax. What is he doing? And then I was like, David, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, I do ice baths. I'm like, well, well who would want to do that? And I'll tell you after a couple months, and I knew I'd been meditating a lot. I'd been working on myself a lot, but there was a missing piece. I'd let my body go. I let my physical body go a little, and I wasn't feeling good about it. So all these areas of my life were really accelerating, and I felt super confident and successful and powerful. But when it came to who I was in the mirror, looking back at me, I didn't like it. I knew I was better than that. But I honestly wanted a quick fix. I wanted something to fix, something to just ignite me so that I have the drive, because I had no desire to work out. I had no desire to go back to hot yoga. I had no desire to get on my Peloton. I just was comfortable in my little world, in my quantum world, in my meditation. But I realized I was kind of hiding there too. And in order to really embrace everything I wanted to create and become, I had to start moving my body. And it wasn't about losing weight, it was moving my body and feeling back into my body. And I couldn't get away from the ice. I started asking in meditation, what do I need to do? 
And it was like the ice. What do I need to do? The ice. I'm like, I don't, is there anything else? Because I really don't know if I want that. <laughs> uh, people would just randomly mention it to me. Podcasts would just, I'd go to Spotify and, you know, Joe Rogan's talking about ice baths. And then this person's talking about ice baths. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. So like I am, I research. And the best was the Marls Co. I said, this is great. I love that you were a U.S. company. And I didn't know how big of a company you are. I just knew, oh, in fact, it was David who gave me your name and number. I said, just give him a call. So I don't know. I just call. And we had a conversation. I remember where I was driving in the car. And I thought, I'm going to buy one of these. And then I just didn't. But then I called back. And I said, yeah, let me, let's do this. And we purchased it. I'd never done a cold shower. It was delivered on a Sunday. December 18th, just this past year. And I looked at it and I said, oh, fuck, is this something I buy again to check off my list and I'm not really going to do it? Is it going to sit here on the side of the house? And then I'm going to constantly have to stare at it knowing that I didn't follow through. And something just came over me and I went and got a good night's sleep. And that very next morning, without hesitation, I just put on my suit and I went in and I got that lid off and I went in and it was powerful and I was so ecstatic that I actually followed through with it and I pretty much have been doing it every day since. I travel a lot so obviously um, I don't have it every day but when I'm home I have it and it was immediate. The result was immediate. It, I felt incredible. I felt powerful. I could tell I just felt better in my body. I felt better in my body. I almost felt like I had an oil change. And then the second day I did it, and I'm staying in first time two minutes. Second time, I honestly just three minutes and 30 seconds is my, that's just what I gravitate towards. I don't even have to look at the clock, and I'm almost always 3.30. I went to sign my name. I had to write something that after that second plunge and I literally wrote my signature and I was like, oh, what is happening here? My carpal tunnel syndrome is completely gone. I feel no tingle in my hands. In fact, I looked at my hand and it didn't even look like my hand. It was so thin. I could see the veins. I could mm. see the, the bones. And I was like, what is happening? And I teach journaling at my retreats. I know the power of your, your cursive. I teach this and I couldn't do it because I literally couldn't even write two sentences without my whole hand going numb and shaking it and getting frustrated. And I just wrote it in. I just kept writing and writing and writing and writing. I went, I could jet ski without shaking my hand every 10 seconds and stopping. I started biking because now I can bike. So it's almost like, does ice have you lose weight? It makes you feel so good that you just want to move your body. Mm. Yeah. I, you know, there's so much about that. I, I'm going to touch on a few different things that you said, but I am going to start with the weight loss because weight loss was a direct result of me pra practicing deliberate cold exposure. And I thought it was kind of weird. It was like the ice is melting the weight. 
But over time, what I realized is it's not the cold. Even though shivering burns caloric energy, even though activating brown fat to warm your body up burns caloric energy, what I found was it was because I was feeling good. So because I was reproducing, relearning, reteaching my brain how to produce those feel-good chemicals, I was also reducing the amount of hard stress chemicals that I was experiencing. So that cortisol, that adrenaline, those things that add to waking mm-hmm. and that stunt our metabolism. And I thought it was really fascinating thinking of it this way too because when we are stressed, we don't sleep well, we don't eat well, we don't move well. When we're stressed, this is such a catalyst for our overall well-being. And when you start taking ice baths and you've got this tool that helps remove the stress and not just remove the stress, but like you said, reignites that brain-body connection so that now your body is saying, hey, tug, 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 are you going to do the ice today? And your brain hears that. And here's what I love about what Elise said too. Three minutes and 33, 30 seconds is her sweet spot. That's about my sweet spot too. Like it's something about that 3.3 or that three and a half minute sweet spot. Um, but when she first did this, and I just want to point this out to everyone because it's a very common question. Well, how cold does it have to be? And how long do I have to stay in? No one says, how cold can I get it to be? Or how long can I stay in? They're all, how, does it, how cold does it have to be for me to experience change? And how long do I have to stay in? So when it was delivered to Elise in Florida, it was delivered by my brother. And any of you guys who know out there know my brother, Adam. He is, he's such a rad dude. And he shows up and she's like, well, how cold do I set it? And he's like, what do you mean? 33. Like, you're making ice. It's, it's an ice bath. It's going to go. She's, well, I've never taken an ice bath before. Is that where I start? He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you start. And he's like me. We're like, why would I bother with anything over 35 degrees? Like, I want that cold concentrate. I want to feel like the one two punch of that instant relief. And that was another thing that you touched on was like, you needed something to happen fast. And you needed something to happen where it was going to be not only instant, but effective. And it, and it was both instant and effective. Right. And what's so interesting, Adrian, is if you had asked me why I'm getting in the ice, I never would have said carpal tunnel. No. I've lived with it for 20 years. It was just part of who I was. Why did you want to get in the ice? I know you, you, you said there was this part that was missing because I needed to feel Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel so I can only assume I don't I'm not a triathlete but do they talk about that high that keeps the motivation going where they want to get to that level of physical activity you know I wanted something physical that was pushing me outside my comfort zone so that I was like whoa okay that kind of felt good you know things that we push ourselves like running or biking to an extreme, there's a reason people keep going back to that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I don't want to spend hours training and doing this. So I need something fast because I really like my morning routine. I really like all the other things I'm doing. But I knew that I, it was almost like I had perfect, not perfected, it's never perfection, but I had stayed so much in the mind 
in my mental mind, spiritual mind, mental mind, spiritual mind, I was late leaving out that physical. And I knew that that was a piece of the triangle that I needed to incorporate. So to me, what I had read and heard about the ice is it was going to give me that physical, mental, physical, spiritual, you know what I mean? It was going to encompass all that. So I was willing to do it because I knew that I would be present, that I wasn't going to be thinking of anything else. As you say, this is what cold feels like. I can do two minutes. I can do that. I was never afraid of it. I was afraid that it wasn't going to be a weekly practice. Or afraid that wasn't going to be all it was cracked up to be. You know what? I kind of knew that. Like <gasps> in that. I knew. I knew it was. I knew it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I didn't know if I was. You didn't know if it was going to be a weekly practice. People who are successful get on the ice. And I didn't know if I was going to be like worthy of it. Because Mm. now, if I can do this, what am I afraid of? That's big energy. That's big energy, and that's a beautiful representation. I want to say thank you for sharing that vulnerability and say that is a beautiful representation of the ways that we can sometimes hold ourselves back out of fear. Like, there's nothing out there saying that this is not good. Like you said, successful people do this. This You learned about it from someone who you were meditating with, who you already know is following pathways that you were interested in. I know David. I met David at Upgrade Labs. In, uh, I think it was 2020 or 2022, 2021. I forget when they finally came back. But I met him at the conference. Super incredible person. Yeah. I want to be like David too. I know. So if he's doing something uh-huh. and I see him being successful, I'm thinking, well, am I doing that thing? And then there is that imposter syndrome that it will sneak in sometimes and say, but are you worthy? Mm-hmm. And even as we're sitting there asking ourselves, are worthy? We may be asking ourselves, am I ready? Mm-hmm. Am I ready to succeed? Am I ready to achieve my dreams? And this is a big part where that imposter syndrome comes in. That's the self-sabotage. It's like, I don't belong here. This isn't for me. I haven't earned this spot. And you guys, I go through it too. I, go, I went through it before picking Elise up at the airport yesterday. Like, what am I thinking? What do I have to offer? And we do, every single person. If you're listening to this, you have something the world needs. You wouldn't be here otherwise. And so we're moving through this feeling of imposter syndrome. You see that there are successful people doing the things that you want. And so the ice quite literally lit a fire under you. And you couldn't not do it. So your first ice bath, and you do it, Mm -hmm. and then how often were you practicing after that? I was doing it every day, once a day. I was doing it, I got in every day. I did it that Monday, that Tuesday. I did it that Wednesday before I accompanied my daughter and son-in-law to the hospital to have my first grandchild. Ah! 
Yeah. So I did not do it Thursday, the 22nd, but then I did it. I remember when I met you at um, in for the uh, certification, mm-hmm. I had in my phone, I had notes of every single ice bath I had done. That's amazing. And so now by the time Elise and I got to meet in person, I was hosting a workshop in Boca Raton, Florida. Was that in? The end, I think it was the end of January. That sounds right. Yeah, end, of January, end of January, 2023. Yep. And we got to meet in person, which is so rad. And this, this is the power of this practice bringing together because Elise is thinking, well, yeah, I want ice and I want to do this for me. And this is part of my growth and my success practice and process. But you didn't stop there. You wanted to share it, which is why you came to the workshop. This is why you wanted to learn Mm -hmm. the Morosco method because you're like, it's okay for me to benefit, but I'm only in it for three minutes a day. Mm -hmm. How many minutes a day does that mean it's sitting there empty waiting ready for somebody else and you want to share when you find something you love that Mm -hmm. is helpful and healing you share it yes this is partly why over the course of you becoming a customer and a guide we've also become friends because we share these things so you wanted to share the power of the cold yeah yeah and even showing up at the workshop i'm like these people are all good they look really successful but I wanted to learn. I mm-hmm. love the quote that if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Yeah. And I just wanted to show up and learn. And I did. And I loved it. And there was incredible people in this community. Incredible people in this community. And even on the lunch, if you remember, me and the one girl kind of went to the side. And then she was opened up to me about her vulnerabilities and insecurities. And I'm like, okay, I'm not alone. Yeah. This is good. It's good. <laughs> And she was a powerhouse. I'm not going to mention her my name because we haven't gotten permission to do so, but she was a powerhouse, and she's doing all these experiences and stuff with her ice bath and her Morosco Method certification, but we found out she was charging peanuts. Yep. And you can't live on peanuts. Nope. And she was really starting to worry about how am I going to do this? I don't make enough money, and it's taking up all my time. Mm-hmm. And she was booked solid for what, three, four weeks in advance? Oh, anything she does gets booked book solid Mm -hmm. and so I'm thinking if you have no time and this is a good measure for those of you out there I've done this myself when you start running out of time it's time to increase your prices Mm -hmm. and yeah you're going to lose some people there are going to be some people that don't keep up with those prices but you need to express your value you need to demand to be charged your value and it's okay if someone can't afford it if they're not there yet, you can offer a smaller offering or say, come to me when you're ready. And we have to be ready to say, no, this is something that Elise and I have been talking about the last 24 hours. I swear we could beat it like a dead horse. It's that full fuck yes or it's a no. Because if I say yes to one thing, that's saying no to an infinite number of things. So if I say yes, it better be a full fuck yes in my head, in my heart, in my body. And if we don't know, if we have one of those big decisions that we're working on and we're not sure, take an ice bath, clear your mind. Then sit and do a body check-in meditation. Check in with your head, check in with your heart, check in with your elbows and your toes for crying out loud. The energy in our bodies will tell us the direction that we need to go. These sophisticated machines that we just sit in and refer to as meat suits 
are designed to take us above and beyond this natural state of consciousness. Sitting in the cold is one way we can access that state of consciousness. Meditating is another way we can access that state of consciousness. Movement in the body. Like you said, when you're running and you reach that runner's high, that is how we access that higher state of consciousness. So this is at the ready. This is at our fingertips. One of the reasons Elisa and I like the ice is it's quick, it's passive, and it's a complete reset. Mm-hmm. And you honestly don't need anything. You just get in. You just get in. You just get in. And that it is the hardest part. People are like, oh, you know, I, I haven't been in a week and I'm afraid to get back. I'm like, yeah, I know. I feel that. But just do it. Is it ever hard for you? Oh, I always, I always have a little question, like, oh. and I'll, I'll say, okay, I'm gonna do it. And I do like my favorite time is like noon. I don't think there's any right or wrong t- time to do it, but I love it like at noon between noon and two. And I'll look at my watch and I'll know I kind of need a reset. And I go, okay, it's time for the ice. And I'm like, oh well, but I did it the last two days. I don't have to do it today. Mm. And I'm like, gosh, don't just get in there. Just mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And I do. And sometimes when I'm by myself and no one's at the office, because it's at my office, I start just like chanting, humming, making noises. And I can actually feel the water vibrate. And that is like super powerful. And I just think of all my cells, and we're so we're so much water. We're what 80 percent water. And then I can just mm, like whatever I, noise I want to make, and I just do that. And then when I get out, I just stand in the power pose always. And sometimes I just scream out like, "Hell yes! Like bring it on! Bring it on! What do you got for me?" And it has. I, I think it's increased clarity in my business because I'm not afraid of anything. How many times do you have your business and then you have your dream goals and you're like, yeah, well, when I'm ready, when I have this much in the bank, when I have this many customers. And I'm like, yeah, let's just do it now. Like, what do I have to lose? If it's a phone call to a prominent person that I really want to get into one of my retreats or on one of my travel tours, what's the worst he's going to say? No? Okay. I can handle that. Like, it's, it's this empowerment that I didn't think I was going to get. Like, super empowerment and a peace that comes with it. Because I don't care. I'm not affected by the outcome. Mm. And I think that's that nervous system reset, though. Because I'm such at a baseline, mm-hmm. it's going to take a lot to get me really flustered or really upset or really stressed. And if I start, I, I shared a story. It happened, or maybe I didn't share that with you. I can't remember. I had an experience where I was something, someone wasn't acting the way I wanted them to act. Mm. And I was like, oh, Really? And I could notice it in my body. Where is it in my body that I feel it? Okay, let's just breathe through. You cannot control others. You can only control your reaction. You can only control how you react to what's happening around you. And I changed gears and said, you know what? I need to go on a bike ride. And I rode to the shop and I got in the ice. 
and I reset it and it was like gone. Like that feeling of building up that stress, you know, there is nothing stressful in our life. We create the stress. Mm. Like it's our reaction to what's happening that makes it stressful. Somebody can have the exact same thing happen to them and they don't stress out because of your reaction. And this is a physical thing that I can do to let that stress just transmute back into love and back. It's still me. You can't get rid of it. It's a feeling I'm having, but we can transmute it. Just circle it back around. All right, this is how I want to handle this situation. This is how I want to feel now. I love that so much because so much what I think, so much of what we do and what we're taught to do is to get rid of it. Like, let's get rid of the bad feeling. Let's uh, pretend it doesn't exist. Let's disassociate. So even when I'm guiding someone in there in the cold and they're like trying to pretend it's not cold, it's not cold. I'm like, stop lying to yourself. This is cold. This is what cold feels like. And that does reignite that physical sensation in the body because not only are we turning off our emotions to things, we don't want to feel anger, we don't want to feel sadness, we don't want to feel grief, we don't want to feel stress, we don't want to feel discomfort, so we want to turn those off. But that means we're also turning off our ability to feel the good things and we're turning off our body's physical feeling of that. When I feel good, I feel it in my body. When I feel stress, I feel it in my body. And when we take an ice bath, we can think, well, that's a stressful experience. Doesn't that cause stress? I hear it from people a lot who have suffered adrenal fatigue. Um, and they're like, I, I don't have anything left to give. I can't go through this again because I am maxed out on all of my adrenals and all of my cortisol and all of my stress hormones. And the thing about an ice bath is that you may get a slight increase prior to stepping in, but that's your anxiety. That's your fear of something that has not even happened yet, something in the future based on an experience of the past that is affecting your present moment. When you are standing next to the ice, before you get in, if you're feeling anxiety, if you're feeling stress, that is a story you're telling yourself in your head. Part of the Morosco method is teaching you how to bring yourself out of your head and into your body. So by engaging our physical senses, and this works when you're about to take an ice bath, but this also works right before a boar maiden. This also works right before stepping on stage. This also works before a difficult romantic conversation. That you can check in with your physical senses. What can I see? What can I smell? What can I hear? What can I taste? What can I touch? Because we get heady. We get all up in our heads about all the what ifs and the what about this and I feel this and I don't feel that. And we we can bog ourselves down with all of these tiny inconsequential details. And when we sit in the cold, when we stand next to the ice bath and we feel that little rush, we have a choice. We can take the time and rearrange that story or we can just get in. And as long as we get in calmly, even if we hyperventilate, even if we have that initial fight or flight re reaction, we can sit and breathe calmly to get to that calm state in the cold. And by then you're producing 
all this norepinephrine and dopamine to just help slow and calm everything down. Now, all of a sudden, you're understanding what's really important. What is fear really? What is anxiety really? And it allows you that pause. It allows you that separation. It's almost like you step into the ice and you step into a portal that gives you the bird's eye view of the situation you're experiencing, which is like what Elise went through when she's like, you know, I don't like the way this is going with this person. I'm going to reset myself. We can't change the circumstances we're in if we're experiencing business stress or relationship stress or financial stress or friendship stress, right? We go through growth processes and sometimes that means we lose people in our lives. We can't change the external thing. We do have complete autonomy and power to shift the way we react to that thing. Yeah, reclaim your power. I love that. And that the ice helps you with that it also gives you it's almost like an intimate relationship with me because every time I get in it's not the same this is not a practice that keeps getting better and better and easier and easier you I don't know what's going to show up there's times when I my foot touches that water and I start crying and I don't even know why I'm crying but that's the release that needed to happen. As I mentioned, there's times that I just roar. There's times that I'm very silent, like extremely silent. It meets you where you're at. And it gives you, I feel like I know myself. And going back to those emotions and that you can't get rid of that part of you. If you're angry, just embrace that. It's okay. Because anger is not good or bad. Like, we've put that label on it. There's no good or bad emotions. It's our, what, so just feel it and transmute it. It's a part of who you are. And that, that comes from, this is something that I'm learning about emotions, not being positive, negative, good or bad. What I'm learning is that we were given the ability to have the full range and spectrum of emotion for a reason. That's where the color lives, is to be able to feel the full range. And there are a couple of things I want to talk about. Anger isn't bad. How we use it Mm -hmm. can be. If I am angry and I go to my partner and I'm, all these people and I'm so angry and blah, 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 blah. That's not, that's not an effective use of my anger. That's me projecting my anger onto this person that has nothing to do with the situation and it's not productive. You're not adding value. However, excuse me, however, moving energy here, see, excuse me. (laughs) However, if I'm feeling angry and I allow myself a safe expression of that anger, I'm using it. And I'm moving it. So that safe expression could look like yelling and screaming, getting it all out. That could look like punching a pillow. That could look like going and swinging an axe and cutting up some wood. Mm -hmm. That could look like taking an ice bath and going through guttural rage Mm -hmm. and sacred rage and like allowing those expressions of, and if you've listened to my new meditations I've got one specifically dedicated to sacred rage because we need to be able we cannot transmute it if we don't move it correct and guess what it'll stick 
like thick mud on a screen door and then it just keeps building up and then you just keep moving your energy around it you can see still see out that screen door you can still see out into the but it's clouded it's clouded it's clouded and then you get a distorted sense of reality yeah and I like what you said too about like it's a unique practice so everyone wants to know Mm -hmm. what time of day your sweet spots noon to one my sweet spots three to four I like it's for me that's my midday normally I'd reach for a cup of coffee now instead I know I can take an ice bath and that gives me what I need to get through the day and we all have our ideas of like how do I how do I take this super uncomfortable practice and make it the most effective? So if I'm doing it the right number of minutes at the right temperature, at the right time of day, I'm going to get the best results. And it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Just like healing, just like anything else that we go through, we are as unique an individual as our cold practice. So some people like to wake up and start their day with it. Good for y'all. That is not me. Uh, some people like to do it at the end of the day. But it's different. And we we can have our intentions getting in. Like, I'm going to take an ice bath today, and I'm going to work on the pain in my right ankle. Or I'm going to take an ice bath today, and I'm going to work through some of my frustration of the stressful morning in business that I had. And then you get in, and the cold's like, ah, ah, ah. Hold on a second. We're going to work on this. And I didn't. I did not start taking ice baths like oh I'm gonna cure my autoimmune I was just ready to try anything that would give me some physical relief I wasn't even thinking of the mental and emotional I just wanted to stop walking around in pain all the time and so in that first ice bath when I got out and I was able to be pain free for the first time in years that level of relief I would have kept coming back for more if that's all I ever got And it wasn't until I kept practicing that I started to learn all of the ways that the ice has such a profound impact on our mental, our emotional, our physical. It's like this three-pillar approach. And then it's still, when using intention, when using ceremony, can still be a spiritual practice. Oh, 100%. And let's talk about that ceremony a little bit. I do love smelling frankincense. So I have my essential oils there and sometimes just smelling the frankincense and I don't know why. That's just the one I chose. It tunes me in. I do like to, again, just become present. Become present. Take a couple breaths. Here we are. We can get back to what our life is in five minutes. Literally, it's like a five-minute break. I just leave my office, walk in, shut the door, smell some frankincense sometimes I open up the window I like to listen to the birds I back up to a little bit of woods there all seems to be a chipmunk out there little guy it's like they all are showing up oh she's going in let's come see what's happening what's she gonna do today I like to play music sometimes just whatever you're tapping into Uh, sometimes I go in with excitement because so many amazing things are happening sometimes I go in because I'm a little embattled Sometimes I go in just because I want to prove to myself that even though no one's here to witness, I do it. I I am. I'm witnessing. Mm -hmm. And I just want that connection with myself. Mm -hmm. And I get in and I do set a timer, but I don't focus on the time. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to be in two minutes. And there's so many times. Do you do this? 
Like I literally get in and after 10 seconds, I'm like, I only have to be in here for two minutes. (laughs) Yeah. And then once you're in, you're like, oh yeah, I'm fine. This is fine. Right. And then I do try to tap in though. Like the other day I went four and a half minutes and I didn't have to, this is a limited practice. You don't have to, it's not about the length of time. You're not going to go to the doctor and he's going to say, you know, I think your body can handle this much morphine. So let's start with that. Let's start with the max. (laughs) Right. He's like, let's see with the minimum dose and see how your body reacts. And that's kind of like the ice. Let's start with the minimum two minutes and Mm -hmm. see what happens. And that day I I went long for because I wanted to because it felt good because you felt it because your body called for it because it felt good and I just thought I'm not there to prove anything I knew but just I really wanted to tune into that so normally I set a timer but I don't focus on it I do have some artwork that's really special to me that in that room some and I just just give yourself which just you and you mm-hmm we were talking about that yesterday, too, because back when I first started, I was taking videos all the time of my practice and sitting in the ice, and they're all over Instagram and YouTube, and and I and I pulled back from that, and it, one of the reasons is, you know, the attention that a woman gets online in a bikini, I'm just going to put that out there, uh, to, to let you all know that if someone is putting this vulnerable experience out there for you to share and see it is not so you can comment on their physical appearance I don't care if you're overweight underweight or the most physically fit person in the world um just gonna put that out there and also lost my train of thought a little bit there oh so I used to share this with everyone and there became a shift there was this shift too where all of a sudden it was like this is mine this is for me and I still will occasionally put something online if I've got some some profound message I think I need to share. But for the most part, my practice is just for me. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's ever heard me, heard me speak knows I still struggle to get in. I know it's good. I know what's on the other side is good. I know that once I'm in, I'm in. It's that getting in is the hardest part. Excuse me. Um, that delicious breakfast we had this morning. Um... So I know that getting in is the hardest part and that once I'm in, I'm in. And that does not take away from the benefit of this solo practice. Although I will say this as a solo practice can also feel isolating. And so this is another reason I host the monthly calls for women and the monthly calls for everyone because we could be doing this in all of our little pockets and our corners in the world and we might be in a community where no one around us is doing this. Again, I'll bring up my brother Adam in Sebastian, Florida. He would love it if some people would come by once a week and plunge together Mm -hmm. and like just hang out. And he's in an area where people are just not hip to it yet. And that's okay. That means that he's in his little corner practicing all by himself. And that can feel isolating. So don't hesitate to bring a friend over or invite some strangers or even just FaceTime or call someone. I do that sometimes. Anna, if you're listening, she doesn't listen to podcasts, but Anna and Bree know, like, if I'm really struggling and I know I need to do it, I'm going to call and be like, just sit on the phone with me. I'm going in, just sit on the phone, keep talking, mm-hmm. I'll be breathing. And I don't, I try not to look at the time either. Sometimes I do because I want to make sure I'm in at least two minutes, right. but I'm not doing it to be like, 
two minutes and I'm out. Right. Because if I do that, then I'll start getting in and my brain's like, okay, two minutes, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. I want to trust the intuition of the body. And I think that's the best way to go. And I'm also glad that you brought up that smell of frankincense. So smells are so powerful. They're powerful to ignite our memories. They're powerful to create an experience. And they're powerful to prepare us for something. So if I walk in the house and I smell a roast, I know dinner is coming. If I walk into the gym and I smell that astringent, I know people are cleaning off the machines. If I lift the lid on my Marotsko and I smell a slight touch of ozone, I know my filter's been running. But if I wake up in the morning and I work from home most days, if I wake up in the morning and I set my diffuser up with my special wake up, be alert blend, my body will smell those smells and it knows Adrian's getting ready to do some serious work. Any of you that have ever come to a contrast session with me or a sensory event, there's a smell. When you walk in the room, it's, it's my smell. I created this proprietary blend of some certain ingredients and smells that I want to use to create a space. So if I were to give you a little sample bottle of that, not tell you what was in it, and give you a little sample bottle of that and say, every time you want to take an ice bath, I want you to open this bottle and take three deep breaths. Your brain is going to put you right back to that contrast session with me, that sensory experience with me, and it is going to prepare you for the ice bath that lies ahead. We can do the same thing when it comes to studying. If I know I've got a big study thing, and every time before I study, I set up that smell, that one that's going to maybe some peppermint, some citrus, going to keep me awake and alert then every time my brain smells that particular combination of smells, my brain will prepare itself for studying. If I only ever use lavender in my bath, then anytime I smell lavender, I'm going to feel the need to take a bath. Our sense of smell is one of our strongest physical senses, and we can use it to our advantage to help us across some of those mental and emotional hurdles we have for the things that we want to practice in our lives. So thank you for bringing that up too. Mm -hmm. Smells. Mm -hmm. And you guys like, people are drawn to the cold. Animals are drawn to the cold. I just got to see this really cool video yesterday. Somebody sent it to me on Instagram and it's this dog trainer. And you can tell they've got this like, it's like a yellow lab or a golden retriever, like teenage-ish puppy. And you can see the guy, he's like filming and he's talking to the dog and there's an ice bath. It's the Rubbermaid container. He's got all the water and the ice in it. The dog's all excited. And all of a sudden, the dog, naturally, because dogs typically love water, jumps into this ice bath. Feels the cold, freaks out, leaps out, freaks out, just like I did in my first ice bath. Goes running around the yard like a crazy dog. And he's all excited. He goes right back up to it. He wants to do it again. And the guy, like the trainer, he's like, place, place, place. And he finally gets this dog to go to place instead of jumping the ice bath again. But this dog is sitting in place like, yeah, but dude, that ice, that feels real good. Mm-hmm. And you can see it all over his face when he gets out like, oh, this was the coolest thing ever. We feel that too. Right. So I never get in. I never really like to get in, but it's that feeling when I step out. It's just, a, it's a 
indescribable because it changes, but it's always super powerful. And that's why I get in because of how I feel. It's because of what's on the other side. Yeah. I don't do it because I like to sit in the cold. Right. I still prefer the heat. I do it because of what's waiting on the other side. I do laugh when people say, oh, I don't like the cold. I'm like, who does? Who does? Who actually says, oh, yeah, I would really like to do that. In fact, I'll do it four times a day. No. Every, we all like the heat. We all like the sun. We feel good. It's cozy. It's, you, nobody, it, nobody likes to be cold. Nobody likes to be uncomfortable. I mean, some people do. There are some people out there. Well, I haven't met them. They're the few. Keep coming to the calls. You're going to meet at least one. I know I've got at least one person oh that's gosh. like, Adrian, I love it. And I'm like, same with my brother. I'll bring up Adam again. Boy, he's coming up a lot today. I better give him a call after this. But um, he loves the cold. If that guy, if that guy is in Wyoming in dead winter and there's several feet of snow on the ground, he's in shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, yeah, no, it's not me. Me either. Girl, me either. And and I do like inviting people. I'm super excited that my partner Doug is loving it. He did make me laugh so hard the other day because he's like, you know, it's like, hey, let's buy an ice bath and we'll just ice bath every day yeah sounds like a great idea he's like i thought you were crazy and he he physically works uh, outside in concrete and construction and he did not tell me but over the he obviously doesn't do that uh, in the in the winter and he developed some shoulder issues mm-hmm. and he wouldn't tell me because he knew i would be like dude like you use your body to, for your living like you need to get that looked at we got the second tub at my second home up in um, outside of Cleveland, March 25th. So right after his season is now ending, he's going to get back working now. And he started ice plunging with us. And he said it went away within a week. He said it's 80%. My shoulder pain that I thought I could, he couldn't rotate his arm. You mm-hmm. can't see me doing this, guys. But like he literally could not like rotate his arm. He couldn't lift his arm above his head and within a week of a two three he usually stays three four minutes because it's like 80 percent gone to the point where he doesn't have to get surgery but you know i bet if you went to a doctor they would be performing some sort of surgery on it and that happens that i went i just did a big move if you guys listen to the previous podcast you'll know i just did a big solo move and when i did by the way, I swear to God, oh, I, you guys, let me just calm down for a second. I, will, I will promise I will use movers moving forward. But I moved myself with some help of some not muscly friends, just like me. And I pinched something in my C5, like towards my right shoulder. And it felt like a pinchy nerve. Mm-hmm. It was really a twisty muscle. It was really just an angry, tight, twisty, knotted muscle. And I have always struggled with that right shoulder pain. And I know some of it is hormonal, some of it's gastrointestinal, some of it's mental and emotional. Like, I get it, okay? But I was full on immobile with this little pinchy nerve. And there's, there's always going to be a difference of opinion on whether you should ice or heat or back or forth or whatever. And there's, here's how I think of it when I have an injury. Now, this is different than getting sick, running a fever. But if I have an injury... And I'm experiencing pain. I want to feel better. 
I'm not one that typically takes any type of medicine. If it's really bad, I'll take a Tylenol. Really bad. But I can't take more than two, maybe three Tylenol in a row, and I experience extreme gastric distress. So I try not to mess with anything medicine-wise or pill-wise for pain. So if I experience pain, the ice is my friend. And even if the pain I'm experiencing is not directly helped by the cold, like maybe that nerve needed heat, not cold. What the ice did for me was it gave me the rush of feel-good chemicals. Mm -hmm. And that rush of feel-good chemicals helped me relax. Keeping in mind this big solo move, I'm obviously, you know, I'm going through the divorce and the separation. I'm in the post-marriage phase of my relationship. And so this is emotional. This is huge. I just packed up 11 years of my life. So there's no way this thing in my shoulder is just because I lift this box this one way. So if I'm using the ice to help me through that discomfort, it's also going to help because it's helping me feel better. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel anger. It's okay to move through these big, heavy things in our lives. It's also okay to lean on natural resources to help put that dopamine back, to help bring the good feeling back. And so when I started feeling better in that sense, and I was able to relax a little bit, then those muscles were also able to take cue and relax. And I was doing some exercises. I had some exercises from a really incredible chiropractor here at Collective in Austin. If you guys ever get a chance, I don't remember his name. Um, I'll try to. But in any case, what I'm saying is, even if you don't know that ice is the answer for the thing, the ailment, the physical pain, it's at least going to make you feel better about what you're going through. And I'm also convinced that this is why it helps people in the healing process so much. Because it's not even necessarily that the ice is like healing you. It's just helping you feel better about what you're going through. The first thing it affects is your mind. And Jason said this, um, my, my post-marriage partner and business partner, Jason, said this back when we first started processing or practicing deliberate cold exposure. He said the reason the cold works for everything is because the first thing it focuses on is your mind. And I'm paraphrasing that. I'm still not saying that eloquently as he did, but that's the whole point of it. It starts first with changing the chemicals in your brain. Right. And then our body follows suit. Our thoughts become our emotions, our emotions become our actions. So how are these things playing out in your body? What is that left knee pain telling you? What is that back pain telling you if you're experiencing back pain? Where in your life are you not getting the support you need? All of this can be tied back. Our bodies share these symptoms because our bodies are these highly refined machines that have the ability to grow cells to heal. If you cut yourself, you heal. I've said it before. We are Wolverine. We don't do it as fast, but we do it. We heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. So you got an ice bath. You went full bore. You signed up for the course. You took the Morotsko method course. Mm -hmm. What was the Morotsko method course for you? What was that like for you? Oh, well, a lot of education in learning that everyone's going to show up a little differently to the ice. If you're going to do this with clients, you, you need to be able to navigate 
a lot of different situations because we're all different. Um, I loved the community and hearing from others. I actually really enjoyed at the end that we plunged together. That was super powerful. There was a lot of ice in that one. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of ice in that one. And it's different. You know, Tom just wrote an article, the difference between an ice bath and a cold bath. Mm-hmm. And that was really powerful for me because it is different. It's all mind, right? Getting in, because the water temperature can be the same, but when you see those blocks of ice floating around. I love the professionalism professionalism of the class because I did get certified and it I'm taking this seriously Uh, I'm taking it seriously I continue to be on your calls because I constantly learn and ICE is a new science is still figuring out exactly what happens and so to keep up on that I feel is my responsibility to my clients that come and plunge is that I need to be well-educated on this growing field of science and education and experiences. I love hearing what people, there's a lot of physical healing going on, but there's a lot of mental, emotional healing going on too. And the neat thing with, as you said, our, this machine we're in, this, this meat suit, it is an energetic body. We are energy. And that is constantly moving and changing. And this, when one thing heals, it's vibration and energy, everything's healing. Mm-hmm. So you might go in to the tub because of your lower back pain, but you're, it, it can't not. Just like when you put, I'm going to date myself, you know those old black speakers that we used to mm-hmm. have? If you put a pan of oil on it and play music, there's a sacred geometry that happens. Yep. That's what happens in the ice is it cannot not heal all of you so there are things healing in the ice that you're not even aware of yet because it's in your energetic field it has not manifested into a physical issue Mm -hmm. and that and that is the healing powder power of water too right i find water so fascinating as an element because it is so powerful and it can do it in such a calm way so i want to be water what do i want to be when i grow up water Mm -hmm. because it can bore through stone one drip at a time it will find a way on its path even if it has to go up a little bit in order to get down water will find a way and it will do it sometimes so unassumingly and it'll just trickle by and you've got no idea that this trickle of water is creating this incredible path in the earth and it has this ability to take form and take shape of so many different things. It can be solid, a liquid, a gas. It can fit its container. It can be solid up against its container and absolutely unable to fit or to shift or to change. Like it is such a fascinating element to me. And it carries energy. Yes. Um, and it's the same as like when you say, when you walk in, you light up a room. Or you could kill a man just with a look. I've been told both of those phrases. I've been both of those energies at different points of time in my life. And I want to be the one that lights up the room. But that is the energy. So if I walk in the room and you say, oh, you light up a room with your energy. That's your energy. That's your presence. I could walk in that room and you see me and my light and who I am before I speak. 
Right, because your energy is flowing. Yes. It's flowing. And that's the ice does that because it it activates all of our systems that are kind of just like on lethargic. We're or not, autopilot. We're, we're not using them to the degree that we can. Mm-hmm. And that just gets it going. And think of how many things that we do without thought. Brushing our teeth, washing our hair, washing the dishes, walking the dog. Like so many things that we can we can just do on autopilot. Even while we're driving, and this is terrifying, while we're driving we can end up on autopilot. Mm-hmm. But what would happen if instead of trying to multitask, every task you focused on was the only task in the world? Mm-hmm. So right now we're recording this podcast and I'm not looking at the time because this is the only task in the world. Later, if I do walk the dog, I don't have a dog here, but if I did walk a dog and I left my phone at home because I'm just walking the dog, this is my only task in the world. That level of presence. That's what the ice does. hundred percent. Because the only thing you're in there doing is breathing. Breathing. Breathing being and allowing the body and the water to make the change without your input or effort yeah and i think the reason that we keep going back is our bodies want that solitude for those two minutes so deeply that it literally pulls us back it's not just the solitude it's that self-care yeah because again you're not on your phone right you're not bothered by anyone and a lot of times i think this is why my events and my contrast sessions are so profound because if you're with me for an event and there are 15 people you've got a solid two to three hours you're not looking at your phone you're not talking we're in sacred silence and then at the end you feel so nourished and so fulfilled because all you could do was be present can any of you even remember the last time you spent a two hour block where you were just present And if we incorporated that into our lives, if it was two minutes a day in the ice and that was our present moment, or if it's two hours a week in a sensory experience or maybe a breath work or a sound bath, what are you doing to bring that presence forward in your life? We don't have to multitask. We don't have to get everything done all the time. There are things that have to be done and there are things that can be done and there are things we want to get done. And if we can focus our energy on one thing at a time, then those things that we do will hold a lot more weight. They will be much more powerful. The intention and the energy will be felt. Yes, that felt sensation. And you will be more present with the people in your life with this practice. Because you're going to learn to be more present with yourself. And what are we doing? Again, this is a good check-in. What are you doing on a daily basis to put it all back? So many people say, you know, I didn't take an ice bath because I just don't have it in me today and um, I don't have anything left to give and I'm totally spent. I just don't have what it takes. Well, that's where you go to put it all back. So what practices are in your life? And even if it's not the ice, what practice are you doing to put it all back? For me, sometimes that's messing with my plants, pruning them, repotting them, cleaning up my coffee fungus that I didn't know about. But sometimes it's just putting your hands in the dirt. Sometimes it's sitting on the floor and playing Legos with the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. But just do something. Every do something. Day. Every, Every day, day, do something where you're giving back to you and you're checking in with yourself and you're getting to know that part of you that mm-hmm. you forgot. Yeah. 
and start with you. Start treating you like you treat the people in your life. If you, if you're the best friend to every single person around you and you don't have that in turn, then that means you're not doing that for you because we will follow suit. We will treat you how you treat you. Mm -hmm. You are going to treat me how I treat me. We set the tone. If you're not filling your own cup, you have nothing to give. You're, you're, you're just fooling yourself thinking that you're being so good to everybody else. Right. No, you're, you're just half-assing for the kudos, for the validation. It's my judgment coming out. Um, but all of this to say that when we show up for ourselves, we're setting a standard for how those around us show up as well. And when we can show up for ourselves, that's when we truly know what it means to show up for someone else. Mm -hmm. And Elise, you're doing really big things with the cold now. You got to plunge in the Nile, yes, which is incredible. You took a group of people and you're like, well, I don't have an ice bath. I had no idea the Nile was that cold. Me either. I had no idea. It's cold. I mean, it's definitely not 33, but it's, it's cold. I think it. I think it was like 42. What was that like? Was, oh, was, was the water clean? Yes. Incredibly <gasps> clean. Crystal clean. Wow. Yeah. So I do these tours to Egypt. They are very bespoke, private, curated tours. Uh, 14 of us max. That's including me. And we get to go to the temples before they're open to the public. So there's some early mornings, but it's totally worth it. And then during the day, we uh, were on a private yacht that uh, looks like an old sailboat from 100 years ago, but it has all the modern functions on it. So we'll get up early in the morning. We go like to the Temple of Isis, and we get to spend two hours on the, on the island by ourselves, meditating, reflecting, watching the sunrise. And then we come back, have a beautiful breakfast, and then we start sailing down the Nile the wind in our face, the Nile is literally glass. There's no waves. It is just glass. And you see the beautiful country. And all of a sudden I said, Ahmed goes, would you like to stop? And we can just have like a picnic on the shore. And I'm like, yeah. And so they set it all up. And then I put my foot in the water and I said, it's cold. He goes, oh yeah, the Nile is cold. And uh, of course then Doug jumps off the ship into the water. I would say half of us went in. Half of us went in, and it was amazing. And it was it was cold. Like Leanne and I are now, and Doug, we all are doing a pretty weekly. I want to say daily, but it's you know we're getting in our eleven minutes a week for Mm -hmm. sure, if not more. And I was craving it. It had been eight nine days since I had been in the cold. And you're traveling, and you're changing time zones, and this is the best way, you guys, to ground yourself. You travel a lot. Yep. And we got in the Nile, and then then we made it. Every day, every other day, I had them stop so we could partake in that. So you do these tours mm-hmm. in different countries. You also do retreat experiences. They're yeah. like these biohack wellness retreats. Well, yes, and the ice has changed that. So and I, yeah, I've been doing retreats for two years based on you know different modalities of energy. I'll bring in teachers, so we'll do sound bowls, breath work, feng shui just all these incredible teachers and I love to collaborate with them and have this experience but when I got the ice and then I added a sauna then I added a lymphatic drainage system then I added 
the Beamer, and I started playing around with this biohacking technology that I am gifted to know a couple people that are very well versed in this. And I saw how it was changing me. I wanted to meditate in the morning and journal and do some breath work and yoga. But when I added this physical equipment, it was really cool. And I thought, from now on, this year, I started every retreat I do, experience, immersion, I have different words for them, I'm incorporating all of it. Everything I do from day one has been for men and women, but this is bringing the men because they like that tangible technology. And then they're like, holy cow, I think I just, I think that I, I think I was in the ice for four minutes and I didn't think of anything else. Like, I feel amazing. I needed that. And then I can talk to them about meditation because I'm like, you already did it. Mm -hmm. But when I would go to people and say, let's meditate, I don't know how to do that. Or they say, I'm not good at it. Or I'm not good at it. Because they think it's the absence of thought when really it's the allowing. Yeah. It's the allowing of thoughts to come and go. Yeah. So every, every experience I do now incorporates biohacking technology with modalities of energy into this nice curated experience. I do everything from one day to week long. Even Egypt's going to look different moving forward. And Morocco, where else do we go? India, Guatemala, the Big Island, Hawaii, and Iceland. And I'm going to start incorporating what I can here. And Turkey. And Turkey, yes. I know. I know. Wow. I know. (laughs) I love this because it's a multi-pillar approach. Right. We can do all we want to work out and make our bodies strong. Yeah. But if we're not making our heart and our head strong, yeah. then that is not held up solid. Right. And I like to add a fourth pillar to this, and that's our spirituality. Yep. We don't have to believe in a traditional religion or God. We don't have to believe in anything specific. We do need to believe. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, where does hope live? Right. Mm-hmm. So believing is part of it. Elise, thank you. Thank you for experimenting first on yourself. Because a lot of people are like, oh, go do that, go do that. Well, have you tried it? No, but tell me what you think. But you're like, no, I'm going to try it first. So first of all, thank you. Thank you for trying these things. Using yourself as your greatest experiment. It's my most fun thing ever and my greatest project I'll ever work on. And thank you for curating these experiences that touch all of the pillars. Now, if someone were interested in attending a biohack day at one of your locations or a retreat, where do we find you? Well, you can find me on the Morosco website under Find a Morosco. Yay! She's under there under Lease Free. Uh-huh. That's really the easiest way to find me right now because I am, um, I just changed my company name and I'm getting a new website done as we speak. It should be done in a couple, couple weeks. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Elise Free Presents. I'm on Facebook, Elise Free, and my number is always there. You can text me, call me. I just love connecting with people. I love it. I love it. Thank you. And so not only are you doing this for yourself, but you're building this community and teaching people in the community that we all can do this. Yep. We all have the power to do this. Just start somewhere. Just start somewhere. And do something every day for you. And we talked about that yesterday, too. Just start with one small thing. 15 minutes. It and it can get very overwhelming. We can think of like, oh, I'm in these changes. And we make a, just do one thing. Yep. One thing, make it a habit, and then add another thing. Right. Well, thank you. And thank you for creating this space, this community, this incredible product that's changing lives. You're welcome. Yeah.
It's amazing. Yeah. Change, changes mind still. Yes. So everyone, you know where to find us. MuralsGoForge.com, uh, Instagram MuralsGoForge. You know, you can always reach out to me, Adrian underscore Jezik. And uh, stay cool. <laughs> <laughs>